Welcome back to the Biblical Principles Podcast, where we take the principles of the Bible and try to apply them to our lives so that we can be better Christians and better servants for the Lord. We're going to be dealing with the topic of adoption today, the topic of adoption, and that being how when we're saved, we leave the family of the devil and we are adopted into the family of God. No one is born saved, but every man, woman, boy, or girl has to make a choice to be saved. And once they accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, they're adopted into the family of God. They become joint heirs with Jesus Christ. So everything that Christ possesses, I possess too, because I am a child of God, just as He is. Now, unlike Christ, who was, if we could look at it this way, a natural child of God, I am not. Naturally, I am a child of wrath. But God, through His mercy, made a way for me to reconcile myself to Him through the blood of His Son, Jesus Christ, so that I could be adopted into the family of God. The first thing I want you to see about adoption is found in the book of John, chapter 1, in verse number 12. The book of John, chapter 1, in verse number 12, the Bible says, But as many as received Him, to them gave He power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. We'll notice first about adoption that it happens immediately. As soon as you receive Christ into your life, he gives you the power to become the son of God. You're no longer a son or a daughter of the world, but you're a son of God. Not because of who we are, but because of what Christ did for us. And then the book of 1 Corinthians chapter number 2 in verse number 9. The book of 1 Corinthians chapter number 2 in verse number 9. But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. The second thing you'll notice about adoption is that you really don't understand everything about it. We don't understand what heaven holds. We don't really understand everything about the new birth. We don't really understand how much love God actually has for us. But we know that because we accepted Jesus Christ as Savior, we were adopted into the family of God. But you'll notice in this verse, I like how it's worded. It says, I have not seen. That means you haven't seen it, nor ear heard. That means nobody has told it to you. Neither hath entered into the heart of man. That means you've never even been able to think about it. And what's he talking about? The things which God hath prepared for them that love him. Because I'm a child of God, God hath prepared things for me and has promised me things that my eye hasn't seen, my ear hasn't heard, and my heart has not even been able to comprehend. It would almost be like I'm... I I guess that you would say that I live a a middle-class lifestyle here in the United States of America. And if somebody was to give me a billion dollars, I would really have, I'm not saying that I couldn't spend it, but I'd really not even understand what being a billionaire is all about because I've never been a billionaire. It's the same way with the child of God when he's adopted. We have no comprehension of everything that God actually has for us and what he's actually capable of doing for us. The book of 1 John chapter 3 in verse number 1. The book of 1 John chapter 3 in verse number 1. 
Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. The third thing I want for you to notice about adoption is that we're called by a new name. We're called the Son of God. Because of what Christ did in my heart and my life, and I accepted Jesus Christ of my own free will, I'm called by a brand new name. I'm called a son of God. I'm called a child of God because of what Christ did for me. And by accepting the promises that Christ offered me, I was adopted into the family of God by the power of God, not by my own power, not by my own merit, but because I very simply accepted the promises of God in my life. And as a result of that, I'm called by a new name. I'm called a son of God. The book of Romans chapter number 8 in verse number 29. The book of Romans chapter number 8 in verse number 29. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. You'll notice here about adoption that I'm transformed into a new person. My whole trajectory in life was changed. My whole desire, my dedication, my direction was changed when I got adopted into the family of God. I got a new father. I got a new family. I got a new future, all because of accepting Jesus Christ as my Savior, but I was transformed into a new person. He he gave me a new desire. He put in my heart a new thirst for the things of God, and that all happened because I was adopted into His family. Very simply, I was never a child of God before, but now that I am a child of God, I have a desire to be conformed unto the image that God desires me to be. And then the book of Second Peter chapter 1 in verse number 4. Second Peter chapter 1 in verse number 4. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. I want to pull those, verse, those words out right in the middle of the verse where it says partaker, partakers of the divine nature. I've got a brand new nature. Inside of me, inside of me dwells the Spirit of God. And that new nature puts me in different places, hanging around different people. I have a desire to read the Word of God, a desire to go to the house of God, a desire to tell others about God. And that all happened because of adoption in my my life. When He gave me a brand new nature that dwells on the inside, See, that old man, he was full of jealousy and envy and wrath and hate. But that new man, because of adoption, has love and kindness and compassion and concern in his heart and his life because of that new nature that he possesses because of adoption. The book of John chapter 13 in verse number 35. John 13 in verse number 35. By this... Shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye love one another? I want to read it through one more time. The book of John, chapter 13, and verse 35. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. Because of adoption, I have a new unity. A new unity. God is very big 
on unity, especially in a church, but also among his adopted children. And I can honestly confess to you today that the church is an organism made up of people from different backgrounds, lifestyles, ethnic divisions, everything. But do you know what they all have in common? They've been adopted into the family of God. And they all, if they're right with God and they're yielded to that new nature, they have a new unity. Do you realize before salvation, I don't know of very many people at the church that I would have hung out with? Do you know why? Because we didn't have anything in common. Sometimes I wonder how much we still have in common if it wasn't for God. But because of God, because of being adopted into the family of God, we have a new unity. We love one another. We care for one another. We're concerned about one another because of the adoption that took place in our lives when we accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior. And He produced unity in our hearts and in our lives. The book of Romans chapter 8 and verse number 15. Romans chapter 8 in verse number 15. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Because of adoption, I have a new father, and I cry out to him for help. I cry out to him that because I've lost hope. I cry out to him because I need comfort. I cry out to him because I have provisions that I cannot provide on my own. And you know what? My new father provides all those things. My new father looks out for me. My new father cares about me because of adoption. Do you realize before I was a child of God, and I understand that it rains on the just and the unjust, and that really God was looking out for me before I was saved. But before I was saved, I didn't have a new father. Now that I'm saved, I have a new father that I can come to and I can lay my burdens and my problems, and he can help me to solve them. And if he doesn't solve them, he gives me grace to be able to make it through the trials and tribulation that this life holds because I received the spirit of adoption when I got saved. It gave me a new father who cares about me. Do you know, just like an earthly father, my heavenly father meets all my needs. He supplies every want that I've got because of how gracious and concerned he is about me. And if, if maybe there is something that I want that I don't get, I accept it as his will because he knows what's best for me. Because of adoption, I have a new father. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse number 3. The book of 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse number 3. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort. Because of adoption, I have a new comfort. I have a new rest, a new satisfaction. I know because of adoption that I can lay my head down tonight and go to sleep and rest peacefully, knowing that if the whole world falls apart while I'm asleep, that everything is all right between me and God because he's my father and he's the God of all comfort. He comforts me in my trials. He comforts me in my tribulations. And I'd like to say here that God comforts me even when there is no problems. He still just loves up on me and cares about me and meets my needs and speaks to my heart and uses me and allows me to do things for him because of the comfort that's in my heart and in my life because of adoption. 
And then the book of Hebrews chapter 12 in verse number five. The book of Hebrews chapter 12 in verse number five. And I want to read down to verse number eight. Verse number five, and ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are ye bastards and not sons. I want to say lastly, under the topic of adoption, that I have a new correction. I've got a Father in heaven that loves me so much, he will correct me when I do wrong. That's part of adoption too. Now, this sometimes can get a little sticky as you deal with people because I've found in this Christian life that even though somebody says they're saved, even though somebody says that God is their father, that they can live contrary to the things of God, which is contrary to the Scriptures, because the Scripture says, for whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. Meaning very simply, I'd just like to ask this question. If you say you're saved, and me and you are brother and sisters, why does God let you live one way and me another? That's not how adoption works. All of his children act the same. All of his children look the same. And all of his children are corrected the same way. Now, if you can live any way you want to, and you say you're saved, then I would question it because of this, verse number eight. But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are ye bastards and not sons. Meaning very simply, you've never been adopted into the family of God. Because if you've been adopted, God deals with you as he deals with all his children, and that is dealing with us in correction because of adoption.